any of you know Kirk, he is one of the most loving men of God that I know. Um, <coughs> he just exudes uh, God's love and his peace and has an amazing story of transformation uh, to, to, to share with us this morning. So we welcome you, Kirk, to be yourself. We bless you right now with even more of him. And uh, we're excited to, to receive what you're saying to us. Okay, right. Hi, good morning, everybody. Uh, I'm Kirk, I'm four years from Newcastle. I'm the youngest four born to mum and dad. Uh, I had a nice house, my dad had a good job, my dad was killed. Uh, saving his auntie from a uh, drunk drive, I meant the curb. After that, uh, my mum turned alcohol, we moved around a lot. She uh, had a lot of different men in her lives, party life, etc. And I was put in council care very young. By years, I became very violent, aggressive, very hateful, started running away. By 12, I was basically running away for very long times. Uh, living rough on the streets so the system couldn't keep sending us back to my mum's house. By 12, I'd been introduced to drugs, opiates and cannabis. I started shoplifting, robbing, burgling, stealing cars, etc. I would steal absolutely anything. By 14, I received my first sentence. Uh, I was sent to detention centre for violence and theft. By 16, I had an opiate addiction. I've been to prison many times on short sentences and on remand. I was doing absolutely anything to get money to buy drugs. I was taking cocaine, crack, speed, acid, opiates and cannabis. And I spent several years just in a drug fueled haze. In 19, I was given a three-year prison sentence for street robbery. Whilst I was in prison, I attacked several prisoners over the time and several prison officers. I was involved in a riot and I was given extra prison time on top of my original sentence. When I was in prison, I used drugs as often as I did outside of prison. When I got released, I stopped petty crime and I started selling drugs. For the next 25 years, that's what I'd done. I had a, a good life, I saw I fought. I had a beautiful partner, my children, money, Lovely house, caravans, cars, motorbikes, Rolex watches, gold chains, everything that I felt I needed to fill my life with the things that I'd never had, the things that I believed I needed to be happy. Then about two years ago, a good friend came to my house, bought drugs from us. He was in a bad place at the time, but I just didn't take time to sit and talk to him. I just sold drugs and... He went on his way, I went on my way. That night, someone upset him and he killed himself. Over the next 14 months, a lot more people on my estate, all under 40, committed suicide. And one day, depression just set in, guilt set in, hate, self-hate. And all of a sudden I realised that what I'd done wasn't normal and it wasn't okay. And I started to feel like I just didn't want to be here. 
everything in my life just started to have no meaning. I didn't really like myself. And so one day I went up my caravan to get away, preach Jesus to us. And I just thought, ah, whatever, you're a lovely woman, but there's no God in my world. And if there was, I definitely wouldn't be on his list. I'd got to the point where I just didn't want to wake up anymore. I was pretending to be okay. I didn't really have anyone to talk to because I was a man. The time I provided and kept everyone else okay. And one day I just had no strength left. So after, the day after meeting this lady, I went home and I took a massive overdose. I sleep, they just never wake up. Nothing stopped us doing this. Not the love for my kids, my family, nothing. My brain just stopped. And at that time, this was the answer to everything. In the middle of that overdose, I was woken up by my phone. And that person came to my house. Someone who should never have phoned me or came to my house at that time. When they left, all I wanted to do was go to sleep and not wake up. So I got on my knees in a pitch black room and I prayed to my dad to come and get us. All of a sudden, the room lit up like a warm sun coming through the window. Although it was 2.30 in the morning and the room had no windows. I was on my knees and I looked up and Jesus stood in front of us. And he said, if you go now, you go alone. If you come with me, you'll never be alone again. I lay down on the floor and I cried. And I cried and cried till I fell asleep. I woke up several hours later to my daughter coming in. At that time, I lived in a trap house. It was one way in, one way out. Very few windows. And I sold drugs there 24 hours a day, seven days a week. I was lying on my sofa and I heard a voice in my head say, pack a bag, it's time to go. <clears throat> 45 minutes later, my daughter came with a bunch of keys, started the blue for a new house to go to. Within an hour, I'd left the estate I'd lived on for 30 years. The estate I'd sold drugs on for 30 years. For the next three weeks, I locked myself in this new house and just smoked massive amounts of cannabis. I thought I'd have gone mad, had psychosis or something. I went to bed one night, three weeks into this, and I had a dream. God stood in front of us and told us I had to go to church. The next morning, I woke up, I got ready, and I walked into the city centre. Before I knew it, I was outside Hillsong, Newcastle. I walked backwards and forwards, talking myself out of not going in just wanting to go home smoking cigarette after cigarette then as i turned around to walk home a lovely lady out of the blue got us by the arm and said come on i'll go in with you i went upstairs and a man came up to me and asked and said i'd ask god to bring you today i prayed that god would bring you today and i just thought what a bunch of nuts get me out of here he then introduced himself and hugged me. That's how was a hug I'd wanted all my life. And I just broke down and I sat and I cried all the way through that service. 
I couldn't hear anyone's voice, any music or anything else. I was just numb and crying and sobbing. And all of a sudden I stood up and put my arm in the air. I couldn't put it down. I couldn't sit down. I couldn't move as much as I tried to. I couldn't. Later on, I was told that I was when the pastor had asked anyone who wanted to accept Jesus that day to stand up and put their arm up. That day I accepted Jesus in my life. Two days later, I went to connect in Newcastle. There I found myself up singing, worshipping, praising Jesus. And although I knew Jesus was real and I'd accept him, I truly thought I was a bit mad. I really didn't know what was going on. Then a man called John O'Connor came up and asked to pray and I said no. He kept asking, so I let him. That night I hit the floor and I received the Holy Spirit and the gift of tongues. When I stood up from lying on the floor, 44 years of rubbish just stayed on the floor. 30 years of addiction, depression, a lifetime of mental health, everything had left me. I felt like a new person. The morning after meeting Jesus, I'd left everything apart from a bag of clothes, everything. From that morning after receiving the Holy Spirit, I've never took a drug. Not even the medication that I need from Messiah. Jesus healed me. He drove me chains and he looked like a perfect help. And I walked away from rehab, no counsellor. When I came to God, I, I was in debt. Debt that I could have went back to my estate and collected in. But I really didn't want to do that because I would have took it back to my old life. And I didn't know what to do. So a long-time friend who'd miraculously came to God two to three weeks before I did, we prayed and prayed. The next day, every penny I owed, God brought that money and that debt was paid. And that debt could have only been paid through me collecting money and of God providing, and God provided. Over the next few weeks, I started getting godly dreams, seeing pictures in my head. I started prophesying over people. And everything came right. I was changing in a miraculous way, a way I never thought was possible. And then I seen a lifelong friend, and I didn't talk to him about Jesus. I didn't tell him what Jesus had done for me. A few days later, this friend hung himself. This is when I realised. This is when I realised that Jesus can't save everyone. We just have to know he's there. From the very next day, from the very next day, I started going to my city centre, praying for people, confessing Jesus, giving people my testimony, and just making people aware that God is real and Jesus is there. Jesus can save me. I gave my testimony to a couple of different connects and I, I was praying. I was spending hours and hours praying. And when I was praying, my prayers were coming true, just right in front of my eyes. Everything I was praying for was happening. And now, 12 months later, on this journey with God, I've took God to my estate where I'm from. We're trying to set up all different kinds of things to help people there to try and stop suicide. 
to stop depression, to stop the addiction. At the moment, we're going through the lockdown and we're helping feed people who are struggling. God's work of miracles through, through me. God's given me a mighty Christian partner who's been a massive part of my journey and my growth with God. We're looking at hopefully setting up some kind of youth church on me estate from where I'm from. We're setting up our own Christian clothing business and taking different people to church every week. And through God, I can honestly say I used to be a horrible person. And then every time I've been a really horrible man. And now through the love and blood of Jesus, it's made me able to accept love and give love like I never knew it was possible. I'm 12 months clean, I'm a different person, completely different person. And God has changed mine and many more lives through me and he will continue to do so. I've seen miracles since I came to God. I've seen people get out of wheelchairs and walk. I've seen cancer stripped off children. I've seen broken fingers fixed in front of my eyes, legs grow. I've seen addiction and mental health stripped from people in the blink of an eye. I've seen lots of broken people give their lives to Jesus and miracles happen in their lives overnight. All the glories to God, our amazing mighty Father, because without him, I'd be the same lost and broken, messed up person I'd always be. Without him, <clears throat> God replaced everything in my life into more. This Christmas, I became homeless. God told us to leave where I was, and I didn't, and I ended up getting arrested. You have to remember that I've always hated the police. I've always hated authority. I've always been anti-authority. When I was in the police station, I gave two police officers prophecies. I prayed for another police officer. And when I got out of the police station, me and Alan were prayed that God would bring us somewhere to live. Within a week, I had a new property and a beautiful flat. Not only did God bring us a flat, but he also paid the bond. He brought everything I needed, furniture, he even filled my fridge. And he's filled my life with amazing, new, beautiful family, friends and people. My life is amazing in every way, and every day my life gets better. And now on Friday I was off at a job working for a Christian organisation. So I would be working for God. And I just want to say that if there's anyone who's watching this who doesn't have Jesus in their life, that everything's possible through Jesus and we're going to all change what destinies are and what we're living, what destinies are, what we're allowed God to, to give with the destinies that God created before we were created. I just thank you for listening to us today. God bless. Thank you. Wow, thank you so much, Kirk. Ah, oh, we love you. If you if you can look at the screen, everybody can can you just applaud Kirk for his courage, for his boldness, for being willing to share that testimony with us. Ah, oh, Kirk, we love you. Oh, thank you so much. I think um when I listen to you, it kind of feels like we're reading one of the chapters in the Acts of the Apostles. It feels like we're 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 in that um 
it could we could be reading like a bible story of uh, you know all these incredible things that keep happening and yet we have the privilege to know that this is now this is uh, right here this is on an estate close to where i live where lives are being transformed because kirk is filled with the holy spirit going back and telling people about the love of god and uh it's such a privilege to know you kirk and we're excited um to just to to sow into you and keep um being part of the journey with you um i think the other thing that as as i was looking